Hi everyone, David Harris here with you for Criminal Injustice, and I've got a new feature for you here. This will be called, Can They Do That? This is a question I get asked a lot as a law professor and a lawyer. People see stories in the media or they hear about something that usually police but other actors in the criminal justice system have done, and they ask, can they do that? Really, can they do that? And I've got the ideal story to start us out. So here we go. This story begins in Portland, Oregon. There were a series of bank holdups in Portland. Uh, The police had a suspect. So they took his mugshot uh, and prepared to show it to witnesses, the bank tellers, in what is called a photo array. A photo array is a series of six or eight photos. They're supposed to be of similar looking people. They show them to the people and they uh, ask the people, do you recognize anyone? There have been lots and lots of discussions and controversies about how photo arrays and IDs in general are used in criminal prosecution and in police work, but this doesn't concern any of those issues. Here's the deal. This is what happened here. You had witnesses, and you had video surveillance, too, from the banks. The witnesses described an African-American man with certain features and The videos showed an African-American man with certain features. The problem was that the police arrested this particular suspect. They had reason to think it was this guy, but his face was covered with facial tattoos. I mean, really obvious ones. And so that you can get a feel for what we're looking at here, we're going to put a link on our website up to uh, a couple of the articles or one of the articles that uh, covered this story. And you'll see these side-by-side photos because what police did, they took his picture. There were all these, these tattoos and the witnesses had described somebody without any facial tattoos. And the video surveillance in the banks had described somebody without any facial tattoos. Now, one reaction you might have if you were a police officer is, hmm, I have reasons to suspect this guy, but everybody said no facial tattoos. Nobody mentioned that. And it's not on the videos. So maybe you say, well, I guess maybe it's not him. Or you investigate further. What the police did instead was they took that mugshot of the man who had all those facial tattoos and they photoshopped them out. That's right. They used the Photoshop program to effectively erase all the facial tattoos. Okay, you get you get what I'm saying here? Now, they take that photoshopped photo, and it's in the stories. You'll see it's two of them right next to each other. There he is with the, with the, uh, the tattoos on his face, and there he is without them. Uh, they put the one without the, fo- the facial tattoos in the photo array, and bingo, they get some people picking him out. Now, can they do that? Or maybe the question here is, should they do that? Because like I said, lots of controversy about the way that photo arrays and and identifications in general are used. They are one of the biggest sources of uh, wrongful convictions in all of the exoneration cases that we know about in this country. So there's real reason to be cautious. And I've got to say, for my money, uh, given what I know, given the studies I've read, this is something they should not do. And you read these stories yourself, you'll see that 
this is not the only police department that has done this. Let's change the scenario a little bit. Let's say you had a a a, a, a photo, a mugshot of a suspect, and the suspect had a distinguishing feature. Let's say it was a facial tattoo or a scar or something like that. You would take the suspect's actual unphotoshopped picture and put it in the photo array. And then you would find the filler photographs, the people who looked similar to this suspect, and you could add to those photos a similar scar in a similar place or a similar tattoo in a similar place on those faces. But altering the face of the suspect is very, very dangerous. It is designed you would, you would obviously think to get people who are witnesses to actually pick that photo when it actually does not match their descriptions at all. Right? There's another issue lurking here that I didn't hear anybody comment on, uh, and that is this. This suspect is African-American. Right? You'll see it in the photographs. It's obvious. And the photoshopping effectively gives him a darker complexion. Um, around the periphery of his face, his hairline, pretty much everywhere that he had these tattoos. And there's real danger in that, too. The danger here is that people in general, and this is a well-established, tested, scientific set of findings, uh, 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 robust over many years and many experiments, the darker a person's complexion is, if they are African-American, the more negatively people view that person and the more likely they are to associate that person with criminality and with violence. All right. Uh, This came up first, uh, you know, back in the day when O.J. Simpson was on trial and one of the big news magazines, remember we used to have those like Time and Newsweek, um, put him on the cover. I don't remember which magazine it was, but they darkened his photo. And this caused justifiable outrage. Whatever you think of O.J., they made him look darker, and that will have the effect when witnesses or jurors or whoever views that photo, when they look at it, they will be more suspicious and more likely to conclude that that person can be a criminal. So that's another danger here that I think people have overlooked. So the question, can they do that? Well, there has not been a court ruling in this case uh, that will uh, tell us definitively whether they're going to get away with it, essentially, in this particular case. But should they do that? Emphatically not. This is, um, this is the opposite of best practices in the sense that if you're changing photos, okay, maybe change the photos of the fillers, of the non-suspect photos, to match the actual photo of the suspect. But the other way around, you're courting disaster. You're courting disaster. I don't see how this can be a good idea. That's it. That's can they do that? Uh, I'm David Harris here on Criminal Injustice. I hope you enjoyed that. We'll be back with more questions like can they do that? And if you would like to ask us can they do that, you can call it in to our Ask Dave line. That's 412-407-3389. 412-407-3389. Leave us your first name, where you're calling from, and your brief question about whether they can do that, and we'll see if we can use it on the show. Thanks for listening. I'll be back with you next time.
Criminal Injustice is written by David Harris, produced by Josh Rollerson, and supported by listener contributions. Go to patreon.com slash criminalinjustice to become a member and access the premium content feed. Find past episodes, show notes, and more at criminalinjusticepodcast.com.